Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 7th of July. Citing death threats, Alt News co-founder Muhammad Zubair has approached the Supreme Court to halt proceedings against him in another case filed in Sitapur in Uttar Pradesh. The court is likely to hear the matter on Friday as Zubair's lawyer sought an urgent hearing. On June 27th, the journalist was called for questioning in a 2020 case in which he has protection from arrest from the Delhi High Court, only to be held for allegedly hurting religious sentiments and promoting enmity through a four-year-old tweet. The anonymous Twitter user that raised the complaint against that tweet has now vanished from the social media platform. The Delhi police later added charges of criminal conspiracy, disappearance of evidence and violation of foreign funding rules to the case. And Zubair, who already had five FIRs against him, is now in a 14-day judicial custody in Delhi's Tihar jail. He was later taken to Sitapur in Uttar Pradesh, where another FIR has been registered against him for calling hate speech accused, such as Yati Narsinghanand, hate mongers. The Allahabad High Court had earlier denied him bail in the Sitapur case. Zubair's lawyer, Colin Gonsalves, requested that the matter be heard at 2pm today, but the court agreed for a Friday hearing. Meanwhile, a German foreign ministry representative said their embassy in Delhi is quote-unquote monitoring very closely Zubair's arrest and is also in contact with its EU partners on the ground. Germany is quote, committed to freedom of expression and freedom of press all over the world and that also applies to India, unquote, the representative said in a response to a query about Zubair. He said, journalists should not be persecuted and imprisoned for what they say and write and a country which describes itself as the world's largest democracy, is expected to have democratic values like freedom of expression and freedom of the press. 18 people have been arrested after a communal clash left four people injured in Karnataka's Kerur town. Four FIRs have been registered so far and large gatherings have been banned in the area till Friday. The four injured, including three with stab wounds, are said to be out of danger at the hospital, where they are receiving treatment. Schools and colleges in town will remain closed today and on Friday. Shops and pushcarts were vandalised and a bike was set on fire in the violence. An official release from the Tehsildar office said that an argument between Arun Katimani and Yasin Pendari turned into an accident of communal violence. Police claimed that two groups accused each other of harassing women. However, the Hindu also mentioned sources that pointed to a social media post by a woman doctor and a Hindutva outfit as points of friction. The woman had allegedly posted comments on social media against the former BJP spokesperson Nupur Sharma and asked why no action has been taken against her so far. Following this, a few Hindutva activists went to the police seeking her arrest, but the police refused to register an FIR. One of the injured, Arun was among the complainants. Citing an anonymous police source, the Hindu reported that the other group was angered by Arun approaching the police over this issue. According to Arun's father, he was the district secretary of a Hindutva organisation and often went to the police to file complaints. He added that the other group targeted his son as they want to stop the rise of Hindutva forces in Kerur, the Hindu reported. 
Two months after it banned the export of wheat, the Indian government has now imposed curbs on export of wheat-related products such as flour and semolina till July 12th, according to a Directorate General of Foreign Trade notification late Wednesday night. According to Hindustan Times, the move came after reports that traders were exporting such items to circumvent the private export ban imposed in May. The notification has made it mandatory for all exporters to seek prior permission from the Inter-Ministerial Committee on Wheat Export before undertaking any outbound shipment. The world's second-largest wheat grower, India, had imposed the ban to manage its food security needs. However, it kept a window open for exports in case of specific requests by countries to meet their food security needs. According to Business Standard, any shipments where loading was done on or before July 6th will be allowed to be exported, even those handed over to the Customs Department before the notification will be permitted. India exported almost 96,000 tonnes of wheat flour in April 2022, up from 26,000 tonnes in the same period last year, according to a few media reports. These rose sharply in fiscal year 2022 in tandem with wheat exports. In fiscal year 2022, India exported a record over 7 million tonnes of wheat, worth around $2.12 billion, which in value terms was 274% more than the same period last year. According to reports, if the wheat ban in May was not imposed, the country could have exported around 8 to 10 million tonnes of wheat. Exports are now likely to get restricted to approximately 4 to 4.5 million tonnes or even less provided the government allows all wheat contracted for exports to be shipped out. Listeners, speaking of agriculture, there are a lot of communities in India who largely depend on the forests for livelihood and shelter. There have been regulations for decades to ensure that the lives of such communities and their centuries-old culture remain unaffected. However, the government of India has devised new rules to let private developers cut down forests without first ensuring the consent of the forest dwellers. To know more, read the report titled Government to Approve Cutting Down of Forests Without Consent from Tribals and Forest Dwellers, authored by Mukta Joshi and Nitin Sethi on Newslaundry.com. It talks about how the new forest conservation rules will compel states to obtain consent from tribal communities after the union government has already collected money from developers for forest clearance. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence only because we don't depend on them for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our independent news model, subscribe by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from Rs 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. Malayalam actor Srijit Ravi has again been arrested for exhibiting nudity in front of children in Kerala, news agencies reported. The Thrissur West Police registered a case under the Protection of Children Against Sexual Offences Act or POCSO Act against him. According to the Indian Express, police zeroed in on the actor on the basis of CCTV footage. The parents of two minors approached the police, alleging that an unidentified person in a black car flashed in front of their children at SN Park in the Ayantholi area of Thrissur on Monday. 
During their investigation, the police examined CCTV visuals of the area to find the car and came to know that it was owned by Srijit. This is not the first time Srijit has been booked under the POXO Act. In 2016, he was arrested by the Otapalam police in Palakkar district for allegedly flashing at a group of nearly 15 school-going girls and taking photographs of them. Srijit, who had denied the accusations back then, was granted bail. Meanwhile, the actor has stated he was suffering from mental problems and taking medicine for it. The New Indian Express reported. Punjab Chief Minister Bhagwant Maan married Gurpreet Kaur, a 32-year-old doctor, at a low-key ceremony at his home in Chandigarh today. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, along with his family, and Aamarmi Party MP Raghav Chadda were among the few guests. According to the Indian Express, the wedding appeared to have come as a surprise not to just Gurpreet Kaur's neighbours in Haryana's Kurukshetra, but also to many Aamarmi Party leaders and legislators who had not received the invite until Wednesday evening. Maan's appointments on Thursday stood cancelled. Bhagwant Maan, 48, has known Gurpreet for a few years through his family ties. Gurpreet reportedly also helped him during the Punjab election campaign. In an interview with NDTV, Raghav admitted that Kaur had been associated with the party and had even campaigned for him once. Maan, a former stand-up comic, was divorced six years ago and has two children from his previous marriage. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson today resigned as the leader of the Conservative Party after days of multiple defections of his party members, Indian Express reported. Amid mounting discontent and a string of defections, Johnson today morning had finally agreed to step down as the Conservative leader. Till last night, Johnson had remained firm in his stand as the UK Prime Minister and vowed to keep going amid the ongoing flurry of resignations. Addressing the nation, Johnson said that he will serve as the Prime Minister until a new leader is appointed and added that he was immensely proud of his achievements. Johnson will remain in charge at 10 Downing Street until the process of electing a new leader is completed by the time of the Conservative Party conference, scheduled for October. Johnson said a timetable for his departure would be laid out by next week. However, CNN reported that many of his lawmakers would like him to go sooner than that. The sudden collapse of the Boris cabinet led to this situation. The resignations began on Tuesday, with the cabinet reportedly angered over the botched handling of a case involving Johnson's former deputy chief whip, Chris Pincher, who was accused of groping two men last week, CNN reported. The wave of resignations from the government and party exceeded over 50 today morning. Previously loyal supporters, including Preeti Patel and Grant Sharps, had urged Boris to step down on Wednesday. The UK Prime Minister had come close to being removed from his post after the Partygate scandal, where members of the party, including the Prime Minister himself, were found partying at 10 Downing amid the strict lockdown during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Johnson only narrowly survived a no-confidence vote among Conservative MPs a month ago, which ordinarily would mean he could not be challenged again for another year. But the influential 1922 committee of non-ministerial Tory MPs is reportedly seeking to change the rules. With its executive committee announcing Wednesday, it will elect a fresh lineup of members next week. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 